Well, well, well. Uh, we're back. Episode five of the Bridgeview Fire Pod. You guys think you could could get rid of us, but uh, it's not gonna be that easy. You this can't. is this is Mike, Mike Tooley. This is for life. This is John Moan. I have John here. Welcome back, millions of avid followers. <laughs> we're reaching the millions. Oh yeah. We're Facebook. We're the new Facebook. People keep asking for a better version. We're that better version. Is that it? Yeah, this is a social network for sure. All right, part one, uh, we're talking uh, about this humbling, terrible loss in Minnesota on their home opener. You? Uh, we'll go over that game in depth. And uh, part two, lots of heated talking points probably. Yeah, no preview Maybe. this week. So No preview, no MLS game, or a couple MLS games. No fire game this upcoming weekend. So we'll get some extra talking points in and uh, get to some of your, the the questions. Sorry, uh, we only, we got like thousands of questions this <laughs> this week, so we, we could only get to three of you guys. Uh, so look forward to the, to the question sections and, and keep sending them in. I can't wait. All right, Carbon Tigers. Then we're back. All right, part one. Let's hit this. Uh, hit this fire loss, J Moss. Two rough game. Two one loss. Minnesota gets the W at home. Uh, their home opener. Yeah, yeah, looked like a pretty good crowd up there. We had like two hundred plus fire fans make the the trip up there on the train. Yeah. So shout out to those peeps because that's amazing. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. The real support. Certainly appreciated that. I saw a bunch of. Uh, yeah, I saw Dax tweet out. Dax. Thank everybody. A couple others too. Yeah. Good crowd. The the cool that you guys took the Amtrak up there. I wish we could have joined, but uh, yeah, good crowd, bad bad result. You guys didn't cheer loud enough. Just kidding. <laughs> you want to hit this lineup up? Yeah. So we started with uh, Richie Sanchez and that Rafa Ramos at right back, filling in for the injured Matt Polster, uh, Kapelhoff, Kevin Ellis at the center back pairing, uh, Brandon Vincent at left back. Uh, McCarty Chani in the center defensive uh, mid roles, uh, and then the, the kind of the front three behind Nikolic were Collier, Katai, and Solignac, uh, and obviously Nikolic up top. That bench, Pat McLean, uh, was the backup goalkeeper. <laughs> Dean on the bench after kind of getting torched last week. Not Drew Connor on the bench. Alan Gordon, the new signing, which I'm not happy about, but that's for another day. Uh, Mo Adams. Doesn't have to be for another day. Brant Bronico and Daniel Johnson, John DJ, Alan Gordon and Drew Connor were all subbed in. Yep. Um, Ramos was pulled off, Solonyak was pulled off, and Katai was pulled off. So our three subs: Connor, Gordon, DJ. It's good to see DJ back. Yep, love love the uh, the American Messi, Daniel Johnson, the the one and only American Messi. <laughs> Alright, uh, there was not a lot going on in the first like 15 minutes of this game. It's slow game. It's pretty lame. Slow game against two slow teams. To, you know. Yeah. Uh, like the first major chance, um, they just like hoofed the ball up. It, it was like the 22nd minute. Sanchez charged out of the box like Superman. And like launched himself at the ball, got his head on it. He got the. He's got his head on it. But like it didn't go out of bounds. <laughs> kind of just went straight up in the air. That was uh, fun to watch. It was. I was like, hell yeah, get that ball out of here. And then I realized it was not <laughs> going out of bounds. 
<laughs> and then they end up getting, uh, they got a nice chance off of it. They like Ipsen cut it into the box. Skied one at the top. He of the launched box. it over the. Thankfully, over the crossbar. He'd, he'd make up for it later, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, next highlight, uh, you know, notable highlight, of course. Uh, didn't happen until the 51st minute. Uh, I guess we could try to talk about what happened between the 22nd minute and the 51st minute. Mostly Minnesota possession. <laughs> it was decent. After that chance, I thought the fire had some good possession. And then kind of like starting around the 35th minute to the 45th, it was all Minnesota. Yeah. And, uh, that's kind of one of my points later. Uh, yeah, we could talk about that later then. But there weren't any like... Clear there were no yeah. chances. No goal scoring chances, no big saves. Nothing really happened in the game. It was a couple kinda... exciting touches from Katai. Some uh Callier was putting on some dance moves yeah. in the center midfield, but not, nothing really ended up being dangerous until fifty first minute when Solonyak got caught and beat by a nice run behind him by uh, Tyrone Mears. Um Sanchez made an aggressive save, uh which was pretty cool to see. A really good save uh from a tight angle. And to keep it level. Uh, personally, I also, yeah, you know, we, we look at uh, Solignac kind of wandering back there, but I think uh, Vincent and Ellis both kind of uh, pressed Abara at the top of the 18, mm-hmm. and Abara's the one that eventually made the pass to uh, Tyrone Mears, and I, I think that there was a little bit of miscommunication happening there in terms of who was going to press. Yeah, there had to have been. Yeah. two guys went to the same ball. You know, two guys that went to one ball. Yeah. And that's a new deal. I mean, that's Kevin Ellis's. Was it his first start? I um, for us, obviously, I, believe I don't. For us. He he got some minutes for SKC back in the day, but you could just tell there was a little bit of a getting familiar with each other there on that yeah. one. This is uh, the only thing I can say that I like about Sanchez so far is that is he's like extremely aggressive coming <laughs> yeah. out of the net. Like he will leave his yeah. goal line. You know about those out. like uh, Opta average position charts where yeah. like it tracks the average position of every player. It's, it's just Sanchez is like almost at the 18 and like most goalies are back in the back further. of the net. It's pretty funny to see. Alright, just a couple we, it was a good save, that was a good save by Sanchez. They just kept pounding us at yeah. that point and yeah. it their was first goal was coming. It was deserved. Um, they just kept creating chances. Uh, Again, they attacked our left side of defense. Um, they slipped Finley into the 18, uh, and his cross gets blocked. Um, but it falls right to Miguel Barra, who puts in a nice cross into the box. It's into a really good area. Uh, I felt like the fire should have been able to deal with it better. It was um, they our defense made an absolute mess of the cross. The marking was just poor all around. Yeah. Ibsen runs past Collier like by the eighteen. Yep. Uh, and then he runs behind Dax and he gets to the ball before Ellis, um, who was kind of just it, caught in no man's land. It looks land. like he like wasn't tracking the cross at all. The I, helix I, was flat footed. It was it was weird. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that goal? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, we talked about Ellis's positioning because I think he was in the best position to defend the eventual cross. Um, but Kavelhoff is well on that one. Got caught way out of position. He had pressed pretty high on that ball that Ellis lost, and uh, as he was like jogging back, he just kind of like you could see it, was a, it wasn't a sprint to get back into the box to try and defend the cross. But then when he saw the cross was coming in, he like made a casual effort to go and block it, but was still you know ten fifteen away, feet away. It just it looked like he was caught in no man's land, which was a theme for our defending all night. So, there was like four guys that had a chance to, 
either track him or like aggressively go at the ball. Right. And like Vincent made that initial block, right? And then but then he kinda I think he thought the ball was going out. Right. He kinda like like, turned around expecting it to go out of bounds. And so you got Kapelhoff caught in no man's land. Vincent thinking the ball's out of bounds and Ellis He had all the world all the time in the world to make that cross. Yeah. But um Um Ibsen who scored didn't get like a great header on it. Sanchez actually saved it. Made a good save. Like fell right to it's, him. it's already, even after just two games, like a lot of Sanchez's saves seem to be falling right at the feet of opposing yeah. players. It, it was a good save. Having said that, it's already a theme that he's not catching the ball, catching and his, and his, his parries and his clearances. Even the one where he came out early in the twenty second, right? Like it went straight sideways rather than mm-hmm. forward. This one, it's like he had the save. It fell straight to the he, ground. he just, like, palmed it straight in front of himself. Like, I know you want to credit him for the save, but it's like I feel like good goalies do a Even bit more. Even if he gets it just, you know, out a little bit, just hit it, try and hit it into the air. I mean, that would have helped, but. Yep. I, don't, I mean, that was a poor goal to concede. Um, you want to take that our goal? Yeah, uh, so our goal, uh, nice little movement out of, was it Collier and Katai? Katai had that nice little flick when, uh, was it, uh, who was moving up the right flank there? I think it was Ramos. Yeah, Ramos up the right flank Played into Katai with a little back heel flick onto Tiny little Callier. flick. Yeah, and Collier, yeah, I love the aggressive move. He showed that fancy footwork again and kind of, you know, tried to dribble through a couple guys there, and uh, thankfully Minnesota uh, just could not clear. Their it. defense was set to semi-pro, uh, and uh, it Nikolic, of course, saw these guys like just bumbling <laughs> around. He's like, "Ooh, this is gonna be fun!" and put a nice shot on target, decent save from uh, former uh, Chicago Fire boy Matt Lampson. Yep. Uh, but thankfully, it fell right back to Collier, who slotted home really well. It wasn't an easy finish. There's a lot of people yep. there to block Props it. Props to him for uh, continuing his run. Yep. When he lost the ball there on top of the 18, you could totally see a lot of players just like stopping, giving up on the play, and like he, yep, he just kept going, tracked the ball. It was a good goal. Yep, enjoyed it for him. Uh, Minnesota won't be happy conceding that one. <laughs> um, it was not long after that though. Our glory was not lived very long. Yeah, these fire comebacks need to start turning into something rather than like, oh, we finally we scored, came back we just, and then we just give it up yeah. right away. Yes. Um. So the the third goal when they went up two one, which was the winner, uh, which Nicholson scored, there was like a, a defensive clearance I think up the side of the field. Yep. Um, someone on Minnesota heads the ball like pretty darn high into the air in our half, um, and Ellis steps to try and get to that ball that's in the air, and he's well behind Christian Ramirez, who makes a really nice. Quick little pass um, out to who was it? Abara. Yep. Yeah, it was Abara. Um, and then from there it unfolds because Ellis, because he stepped like 10, 15 yards ahead, he's caught out of position. Yeah. And then Vincent is left. Vincent's left to either go to the ball, which Abara now has, or yep. stay wide with Finley. And at, at the time, I think he makes a couple steps towards the ball. Yep. Um, and then he's just lost because because yeah. Abara f- also like Ramirez to Abara to Finley happens so quick. It was quick, and Abara made a nice really little well touch on it. Yeah, and it was really well done. So, they move yep. it super quick out to Finley, and Finley has all the room, time in the world. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, now, I, I don't think he needed to have all the time in the world because it, it looked like Vincent, even though he got caught a little bit like going towards the bar when the pass was released, there was still plenty of space for Vincent, I think, to close down. He didn't aggressively Finley. try. He didn't, he really didn't try and he close, didn't close it down. He didn't close it down. He, he kind of thought that Finley was going to go for a one-on-one, and like Finley was He's just like, th- I got a wide-open guy in the box. I'll just swing it right in. And I mean, a hell of a cross in. It was an that, amazing ball, I thought. N- there's no defending that cross once it happened. Yeah, Ramos was tracking Nicholson, but I think the cross was so good. I'm not sure that it mattered. Yeah, he was tight on him. He was fairly close, and the ball just hit um, Nicholson right on the head. Yeah, it was like that's Finley's game. It was an unbelievable cross. That's what he does. It yep. was an amazing cross. So, uh, and that would was a good that would finish. Um, any? I had one post game thought. Yeah, get, give me your takeaways. Um, I don't know about last season, but still. Through the first two games of this season, we've, like, seeded possession in, like, right before halftime and then at the beginning of the second half. Yeah. Which is, like, key. Like, seen that's kind of just Absolutely. known. Those, like, are two key times. Win the end of the first half and win the, the beginning of the second half. Absolutely. Uh, and in this game, we didn't get scored on at the end of the first half, but, like, they had a ton of possession they at the were, end of the yeah. first half. They were taking initiative. They were pounding us. And... We had, like, a little flurry of possession before halftime, but it wasn't much. And then um, the first 20 minutes of the second half, like, they were the ones who came out and gave us a hard time, and their goal was coming. Like, yeah. Their first goal was coming. It was just a point I took. Like, I, we don't seem good out of the break and going into the break. And on, against SKC, didn't we get – they scored their second goal. And our home opener, SKC, scored in, like, the 44th minute. Yeah, that was the one I and walked out on. That was the on. dagger. Yeah, that was your walkout goal. That was the one I was just like, "This is this." Like is even shambolic. though we, even though we came back, like that's such a blow to give up a goal that close to halftime. And I, I just kind of saw it again in this game. It's like it's almost like we were waiting for the halftime whistle. Like, yeah, yeah, I I agree. That's a it's a difficult trend to buck and, and it's weird because like we're coming back from it well right like so we have these little lapses in mentality the and then backs, all of a sudden yeah. we're back but then at we're always like it's like we mount our comeback but then there's always one more lapse of concentration that always ends in the winner against us it seems that way at least yeah I mean, the other takeaways i had were just you know what does this team look like without bastion Schweinsteiger? and i i just think that uh there's an obvious gap. So what what happens uh, in this game, what I saw a lot, was Minnesota would press hard. They would press really hard. And even if Chani was able to turn the ball over uh, and get like going up and try to move the ball forward, they'd press him hard and he'd they make a bad him. pass or he'd mm-hmm. boot it up to the field to no one. Dax is the only guy in our midfield who, up, up on pressure, can like still maintain the ball and like spread it to where He's it needs composed. to go. He's the only one with composure. When you it's get Basti. Bastion with yeah. him, you got two guys, and that's when we start to really command the midfield. Without Basti, every team knows the, the formula to beat us is press us. You know? Chani was a big problem for me in this game. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we have, let's go right into it. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, like singling. Like, it, we're big fire fans. We support the team. Uh, I you have to be critical of players. Team. So. I think it's fair to be critical of individual performances. And I thought he was like woefully bad. He like he makes tackles, but yeah, that's, that's th- making a tackle to me is nothing. If you're gonna give the ball straight, give it give it away. 
He he made many tackles, very good tackles too, but did nothing. And with like it. you said, they pressed him, and he couldn't he couldn't handle the pace of the game or, no. or something. Like they too would just strip yeah. it off of him, or he would make like an errant yeah, pass, an errant pass, or he would hold on to the ball too, too long. long. It was just it was it was rough to watch, you know. And if we're gonna, I don't want to put all the blame on uh, Johnny because I I think defensively, even on like the crosses we talked about that ended in goals. I mean. The, could have been avoided. And this happened in the SKC game, too. We just were not good Hard at defending crosses. I mean, we've given up six goals in two games now. Yeah, it's it's shambolic defending, to be honest. <laughs> it's just such... And Ellis is clearly not an improvement over Dean. So, like, p- take nope. a pick between those two. And Campbell and Lillard Campbell. couldn't be healthier soon enough. But who knows if they're going to have success when they come in. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, what, what fixes this defense. And I think NR still I knows if, if there's holes. I mean, this is just assuming Campbell and Lillard are healthy soon. I think you've got to throw Campbell in there just because yeah. he has experience starting Absolutely. for the fire. Like, just at least for a little while to see. Yeah. Like, tr- and try and played. lock something down and have a clean sheet or, you know, have a couple of good games defensively because right now they are just leaking goals. And it's all from just mistakes. Yep. Yeah. Lapses, like, yeah, getting caught out or miscommunications. Losing your mark. I, I mean, that's maybe the result of all goals in the MLS, but it, certainly happening more to us than other teams right it just now. Just seems when we make them defensively, we're getting scored on. Yep. And it's no no good to see. Agreed. Uh, what about your positives from the match? Positives. Um, Collier? Collier? Do we know how to pronounce it yet? I'm going to say Collier, but cause <laughs> that's because cool. I took French in college. That's the only reason why. All right. Uh, I mean, he's got to be a positive. He scored. Yep. Um, he's big but nifty. Like, I was surprised how nifty he was with yeah. the ball at his feet. Like, he can dribble. Toes, he can dribble a bit. He's a good six like, foot two or something. I didn't yeah. look up the official. I mean, he's a big boy with nifty feet. So, uh, there Exciting. might be something there. Exciting. I don't think he's got the pace um, on him. So, our wings remain very slow, which is Yeah, because not doesn't have no. that pace either. They both have... Great skill, not a lot of pace. It's almost like one of those two, Katai Collier needs to play closer to Nico and just like, yeah, kind of be that second strike. Now I think we did, and that's kind of where I was going. Katai was one of my uh, exciting pros. I think he he combined well. He did, and he's getting closer to Nikolic. Like they're getting an understanding for each other. I, I think that's going to be a pretty strong partnership. We kind of need that to click at this point. That this, I mean, this we've talked about it in the preseason. It's. Katai needs to be big, and he needs to provide assists yeah. and score goals. I don't, and if he's not going to do it's that... It's not even necessarily fair on him. But right. No, yeah, no, I agree. He maybe shouldn't be I mean, asked to do that. we got Mihailovic injured. Um, Deleu. Deleu injured. Solnyak's not. that. Like, he's... He's a he's bit a part role, player. Yeah, he's yeah. a bit part role guy. Um, yeah. And then we got Baccaro and Collier, like, just young guys who we can't expect to... No. You know, be full on MLS starters at this point. So, I, there weren't a lot of positives from this game. If I'm being honest, no. I mean, we should. It, you, any team should go to Minnesota and expect to win the game. Minnesota is not I mean, strong. I would have accepted a draw, like before the game, if you would have said we got a point in Minnesota. I'd be like, all right, right, road, road point. But yeah, just the way the game unfolded, it, it didn't feel like we got beat by a a good Minnesota team. I just expect. Expected us to create many more clear-cut chances than we did against the Minnesota team. Who right? Was there other ones aside from? Did I mean we watched the game? It was not ex- 
There wasn't a lot of times where I was excited. I'm like, trying hey, to, yeah. we're going to score. I'm trying to think. Like, this know. looks great. Yeah. It, uh, ugly start to the season. Uh, still too early to, like, start freaking out, I think. But, um, yeah, things are going to have to change. All right. Um, that's our recap of the game. There's going to be a lot more fire talk in part two, but let's quickly run through other MLS other MLS stuff. I'm just going to run through this CONCACAF Champions League. We talked about it. It's set now. Uh, Red Bulls dominated Tijuana. Advanced 5-1 on aggregate. They will play Chivas. Toronto lost in Monterey against Tigres, but they will advance anyway that on game away was goals. so sweet. So, such a great game. That I watched Giovanco that one. Free that kick. free kick was excellent. <laughs> And then Gignac scores like late, and everyone's like, "Oh God, is this going to be like a late comeback?" Um, yeah, Toronto will play Club America. That's going to be such a good tie. Both of these games are going to be lit. Yeah, that they're already saying that it might be a home crowd for Chivas in New York. Probably, <laughs> like those fans are nuts. Like, the, like that's big time. Yeah. You got Red Bulls, Chivas, Toronto, Club America, Seattle lost. Uh, two Chivas, but so they're out. But yeah, Seattle, you know, they didn't play horrible. I, they're not playing well in any game right now. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really expect them to do anything. Uh, so there. those games are in April, early April. Uh, we'll probably talk about those as as they happen. But absolutely. All right, MLS results from this past week: DC two, Houston two. Houston goals up two goals. Elise scored and assisted. He's looking great. Uh, first goal was a hilarious giveaway by DC. Um, DC ends up tying the game like in the 97th minute yeah. when there was supposed to be five minutes of stoppage time. Um, the only really funny note from this game is the Maryland Soccer Complex, which is where <laughs> DC is playing. It's kind of similar to the fire when they played at yeah, North Central. That's why I don't want to laugh too much, but this but is now like 10 15, years later. That 15. was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. That's this place seats like 6K. It's like the size of our high school <laughs> yeah. arena. It has two bathrooms. Yeah, in it's hilarious. Complex. Beasley, Demarcus Beasley, like ripped it. He's like, this is, should <laughs> yeah. not be an MLS. Ironically, game. Beasley did Beasley play at the oh, old? Yeah. yeah, I thought so. Tons. He's probably he's tired like, of this shit. He's like, I thought we were done with this. <laughs> he played. That's how old he is. He played <laughs> yeah, at North Central College yeah. like, when those games were going on. <laughs> um, so yeah, two two. Uh, so a very uh, insubstantial game. Uh, Philadelphia versus Columbus tied zero zero. Every American's favorite soccer score. Um, but I, honestly, this was two teams that looked like they're going to contend for playoff spot. Competitive. Going head to head. The game wasn't all that. I mean, it wasn't like super unentertaining. Un- you know, I think that the scoreline doesn't do it justice. Um, no, it just happens. There's a lot of young talent on Philly that is act. You know, they're getting minutes every game. It's starting exciting to, look, to see. They're starting to look good. The comms, me- you know, uh, melding well with the team. So I think you know Columbus is a little bit uh, happier with that because it was away for them. So anytime you can get away points, I mean, they're in second place. Yep. Taking second place. Columbus so. picking up road points. I mean, like we just said, road points. They got a point on the road. We yeah. didn't. I'm just glad um, Zardes didn't get a tap in that game. That makes me happy. He'll get he'll get more. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, one zero winners. Big Toronto uh, over Toronto. The yeah. Canadian game. Toronto had a lot more possession in this game, but Montreal had a lot of chances too. Um, this might have been a little bit of a hangover from Toronto. All the uh, CONCACAF Champions League games Toronto's been playing. Um, yep, absolutely. Vargas, Jason Vargas, the guy I mentioned um, a couple yeah. weeks ago, Montreal signing. He's like a hot prospect. He scored the goal. 
Of course, assisted by Nacho Piatti. Everything for that team. Uh, Piatti had some like ridiculous touches in this game. Like they, he could add two or three assists, and his teammates did not finish. Yeah. Um, and then just a um, little note: Montreal signed Alejandro Silva from. Uh, he's an Argentine attacking mid, I believe, and it's a Tam signing. Yeah. A good old Tam, and that just gives them another. Yeah. Decent option as far as I hear. So someone on Reddit brought up a good point. I'm sorry, I don't remember who, who posted this, but the, does this mean that Montreal's out of the race for Lee Wynn? Yeah, I think that was, like, as soon as we heard rumors of this guy getting signed by Montreal, like, I think that's... We were all licking our lips. I think think they're not in the win race. This guy's a little younger, too. I think he's, like, 28. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do you think... Yeah, you had you, some notes on Montreal. Well, you, you I, I'm, said like, that, I'm high on Montreal. Yeah. I couldn't believe they missed it last year. Because they went from semifinals in MLS to missing the playoffs. I still think they've got a lot of quality. Yeah. Like, I love the Raheem Edwards and Vargas signings. Like, those are guys I want on the flyer. Like, young, attacking players. Yeah, I, I like those signings, too. But I, I still think they're vulnerable defensively ever since Simon left. Um and I think they're too reliant on Nacho Piatti serving in gorgeous balls. I I mean, he's done it all season for the last two seasons, so there's no reason he can't just keep carrying this team. But, like, anytime you're that reliant on one player, I... I you're wondering when the luck runs out. Yeah, because... you just get hurt, cause, he gets hurt uh, or something. As a Chicago Fire fan, I know what it's like to rely on one player. We've had, we've had that for a long time. Yeah. Um... All right, hit up that next uh, next Yeah, so next game, uh, leaders in the East, NYCFC, um, beating Orlando 2-0. No via, no problem. Yeah, comprehensive victory. Uh, Controlled the majority of the game as expected. You know, they always try and build out of the back, and if they're able to do it, they're a tough team to beat. Uh, Jesus Medina, uh, Medina, I don't know how you want to pronounce that, uh, continues to look like a fantastic signing. Looks like a good signing, yeah. He's very electric. yeah, I. The I mean, really, the they only they pressed the hell out of Orlando. That's the way they play. Uh, and Orlando just looks lost at the moment. Yeah, they're still waiting for some guys to get back. And but Clushton played. Did he? Yeah. How, I I still th- he he needs someone his, to pass. This was it, his right? first game. Dwyer's not in yet. Right. It, it's still gonna be interesting. Injuries. But they're uh, or NYCFC's first goal in this game. The Orlando, like, right back, I think played it back to their goalie. Yeah. Who just, like, fluffed it, passed it right to an NYC player. He scored, like, the easiest goal he'll ever score in his then, life. Then after that, it's, it's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think NYCFC might push Toronto this year, like, closer. For supportership, they, too? Yeah. They were, what, like, 10 points back last year of Toronto? Yeah. Toronto ran, Nine or ran 10 away points. with it. I, I just don't think, think they might close enough. that gap. They're gonna definitely gonna close the gap. I think they're just gelled better. They've picked up Medina, who's a more threatening player. Um, but I, I don't know. I just don't think they're deep enough. I guess so much of it comes down to um, Via, right? It it comes down to Via staying healthy, and it comes down to I don't I don't think they've. I don't know. You I, love their stadium, though. <laughs> the they play in a baseball stadium, which is Hilarious. I think embarrassing for the MLS. Like, I, I think that's more embarrassing than D.C. playing plex. at a soccer plex. <laughs> I mean, but it's Yankee Stadium. It's got the name. It's not even a soccer pitch. It's like a... It's narrow. It's a bastardized it version hel- of a soccer them. pitch. Absolutely. 
I have no doubt it helps them. How can any team go in there like ready to play on such a narrow pitch? I, I, I think it's garbage, and I think it shows the hypocrisy of the MLS, but we can stop there because that otherwise will go into a long conversation. Um, All right, Atlanta 4, Vancouver 1. I'm not going to talk about this much because it's freaking Atlanta. I'm getting And there was a red them. card early. Of course, they... There's a Vancouver Kendall Waston gets red carded in uh, the 12 questionable red card or 13 minute very arguable it's like a elbow ish on a set piece but he's also like six inches taller right. than Gonzalez Pires he didn't put anything into it he was just moving he was like, his arms like he had his arms out right? to balance and get position and, and the like, guy goes down like a second if that's a red card there's a red card on every set piece yep. And that's all I gotta say and about I, that. You know what? I'll say one more thing. Kendall Waston has a reputation in the MLS. He gets a lot of red cards. A lot of them are warranted. This one wasn't. And that's I probably think something to do with it. Had something to do with it. But anyways, Atlanta thrashed him after that. Yeah, Martinez got a hat trick. He's like on route to break every record in the MLS. I mean, if they play a man up, they're gonna <laughs> score four or five goals every we, game. The Fire know what it's like to play down a man against Atlanta. It doesn't end well. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, next game was SKC continuing their, their attacking hot streak. Vermees continuing to listen to the pot and just, like, probably laughing at me. Torching teams. 3-2 to two against San Jose. Uh, they playing out of that 4-3-3, getting a lot of uh, good attacking quality out of Johnny Russell and Shaloy. Um, they look good, but I, I'm still not buying the offensive explosion. I... It's going to take a lot more than this, Vermees, because I'll tell you why. Here's who you recently scored goals against. The Chicago Fire, who are not good defensively, and the San Jose Earthquakes, who are definitely not good defensively. And when you finally played a good team in your home opener, you guys got blanked against NYCFC. So you're not you're not in. Not not, not sold yet. So keep trying, dude. Work to do. Yeah. Uh, Real Salt Lake one, Red Bull zero. RSL bounces back after getting destroyed by LAFC the other week. Ruznak, uh, very early PK, and then uh, basically sealed the deal. Red yeah. Bulls dominated possession, but uh, didn't come up with the goods. And yeah. um, another case of the Champions League hang- uh, Champions League hangover. I think no, it's real. No CCL team, not just American teams, but uh, Mexican league teams. The Mexican clubs too. All all six they lost. lost. Really? They're all eight of them. Sorry. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah, they played those games recently, and they add up. You know, the minutes add up. Yep. Uh, last game, FC Dallas destroyed Seattle. Um, Dempsey was red carded. De- Dallas was already winning, but Dempsey yeah. was red carded. That one was warranted. That one looked warranted. It was. It's a similar thing. To the but you can Kendall tell he, one. He, he actually went puts into the it. elbow down. Yeah. Yeah. So they went to VAR. Silly Clint got sent off. Yeah. Um, there were five other cards in that game. Lamar, Roland Lamar scored the brace for yeah. Dallas. Good form for him so far. Uh, and, I mean, Dallas is playing better than, you know, they did last year. Uh, do you want to get into is Seattle in trouble, John? Uh, quick answer, yes. I know. We, yeah. I saw uh, something today, though, that they're very ambitiously uh, looking for a DP forward in this. And, Which uh, we thought. So in our preview, we, like yeah, they we, had, uh, we'd called for that. I think everyone called for that. So it's a matter of can they hang in until then, and can they actually get a deal done for someone that's going to make an impact. So if both those things happen, then sure, they'll probably make it all the way back to the final. They're slow starters, too. Yeah, they're, they always they've do always this done. every year. But I just don't look at this team and think that they've got 
the pieces yet. I, mean, I don't know. I thought they had plenty of depth. Maybe once this Champions League business, now that it's over. It could be the hangover. They can, I mean, they're out now, so they can try just, and focus on MLS. Just looked like a little bit more than a hangover to me, but we'll see. All right, quick run through the table. Eastern Conference only. NYCFC on top, nine points. They're perfect through three games. Columbus has not lost either. They're on seven points. Atlanta United, two wins, one loss, six points. Philly, four points. Then it's just messy. Red Bulls, uh, three points. Montreal, three points. New England, three points. D.C., two points. Orlando has one point. They drew. And then the Fire and, surprisingly, Toronto. Two two positive notes out of this. The Both table at right zero now. points. Two, two positives to take. We are tied with Toronto in the standings. That's a good thing. Good for you guys, Fire. Other one, if we win, we're back in the playoff spot. Yeah. Like one game. So that just shows you how fucking early it is. It's so long, but, I mean, you don't like you to don't get want to get into a hole. Two games in a row, and, uh, yeah. We have no points. We're looking for a point. And, you know, and I think both were winnable games, which is what's Frustrating, yeah. tough. But we've got three, three on the uh, trot at home. So. Yep. All right, now there's uh, like it's international break, stupid international break. So the Fire have the week off uh, for some reason again. There are a couple MLS games this week. I think five or six. The only ones I would mention: FC Dallas versus Portland. I mean, that's just a big Western Conference game. There's two all-out Eastern Conference games: Columbus and DC, New England, and uh, NYCFC. So I would check those out. Eastern Conference games. Um, we'll be back soon. Part yeah. two. for part two uh we're gonna go right into a segment on the recently released uh u.s men's national team roster uh in spirit of the international break that's happening this weekend i just want to touch briefly on some of the young faces that are coming in um what's notable this time is that a a lot more uh of these players getting called up this window uh, are from overseas uh, the January camp is typically very uh, MLS heavy, so some guys to watch from Europe are uh, Andrija Novakovic. I think he's the one that we're all most excited for. This guy is tearing apart the Dutch second division. I know that doesn't mean a lot, but any guy who scores 18 goals in like I think it's like 26 games or something like that, it's any guy solid. who does that with Serbian heritage, like we're excited to see this guy. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, another guy who's making the headlines is uh, I think a lot of people who follow the men's national team closely will have heard of uh, Tim Way or Wea. Wea. I got to figure out how to pronounce I think it's that. Wea. Wea. Tim Wea. Um, but yeah, he's looks like a very promising young attacker, and he's getting minutes, very few, less than like fifty, I think. Uh, but he's on PSG. He's on the eighteen sometimes. I mean, that's amazing. That's cool. That's cool. Um, the other guy who I really am excited to see, uh, I don't think I've seen him play yet, and I'm really excited for it, is Shaq Moore. He's a defender for Levante in the Spanish League, which is pretty cool. He's got 424 minutes, so not, you know. That's what he gets that's, he plays. That's a consequential amount of minutes to get. Um, guys I was disappointed not to see. Give, give it to us. Keaton Parks. This guy, big muzzle. I really want to see him. Six four, big guy. Six four. He's got five goals, six assists uh, for Benfica B team in the Portuguese second division. I mean that 
those are That's impressive cool. stats. Yeah. Goals, height, assists. Get this guy on the team soon. That's uh, an attacking league. Yeah. Plus, he's got a really fun name. He sounds like he could play lacrosse. You Keaton know? Parks. Keaton Parks. I'm all in. Uh, guys, I also want to see. This is just kind of my own, like uh, partially from uh, FIFA manager modes, partially from pre like previous. Uh, these this is are, just your bias. My bias. Formerly promising guys. Lyndon Gooch is still getting good minutes in the championship for Sunderland. I think it'd be fun to see him come in because he's an attacking, creative type midfielder, which the USM, the men's national team, always lacks that they type could of definitely player. Definitely use right? more of those guys. And then up top. I think we could use, you know, if this Novakovic guy doesn't pan out, uh, which is probably uh, an impossible thing right now because he's definitely going to work out. But uh, <laughs> Andrew Carleton and Josh Sargent are both teenage uh, forward phenoms. Uh, Carleton plays for Atlanta. I think he finally got his first minutes this last game. He did. In, in, the Atlanta fans were excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I think he got an assist too, if I'm might, not correct. Might have, though, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, and then Josh Sargent is currently plays for he just Werder got signed Bremen. Werder. Yeah. He hasn't made the first team yet. He has to get old enough 18. to be on the first team. Once he turns 18, he gets to play for the first team. And so he'll, be, uh, he'll be playing in the Bundesliga. Yeah. I think so. he'll be on their top team, at least from what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not excited. Why, why aren't you excited? Uh, you, you're usually a, uh, if it's a friendly, you don't give a crap Yeah, I just don't. I mean, like... Fair enough. Especially when we're not involved... We won't. We're, the U.S. don't have meaningful games for like two years. Is there a Gold Cup? And like, you can't even really convince me the Gold Cup are meaningful games. I convince myself it is because it's just fun. to get excited. Yeah, but uh, no, you're not wrong. These games will not matter if one of those players I just mentioned has a good game. Like we'll I, all freak out, and it won't mean anything. I get it. Like the hardcore USMNT guys watch every game because they want to track these youngsters. Yeah, it's, like, it's a fun way to I'm like, them. just let me know when they're playing meaningful games and then I'll tune in. Let me know when they turn uh, into There's Christian a World Pulisic. Cup this summer, so I have no right. intention there's of watching more, any USMNT games. There are certainly more important uh, international I mean, soccer Croatia is going to win the World Cup this year. They're going to shock the That's world. That's your team? Let, let's do a quick, uh, who's your team for the World Cup? Well, Croatia, We're going to do... Obviously. Well, Alright, give me someone besides Hrvatska. Uh, who am I rooting for? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's just it. Just Hervatska. Yeah, I guess you are. You kind of have to be an only Hervatska guy. Yeah, that's. I don't see why. Why else? Uh, uh, I'm rooting for Mexico. I'm all. I'll root for them too. Yeah, I think they're Costa Rica's be in it, right? Costa Rica's in I'll, it. In general, uh, I think I'll root for Concacaf teams. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean that. That's fun, but yeah. We're definitely going to talk about the World Cup on this pod. Yeah. Um, just wanted to, you know, just wanted to get your opinions. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably won't watch these U.S. games right now. I'll watch just them. Being honest. I'll let you know how they go. You let you give me a full-on scouting report right. on some of these guys. We'll do. Let's transition then. All right, back to fire points. MLS fire, whatever. Fire bullet points. Give me some. Give me some questions. All right. Johnny. How will Polster's injury affect this fire lineup for the next? They're saying five, five to six weeks. Yeah, five six yeah. weeks. He's, uh, already, he's already missed one game. We have three home games coming up. I think Polster's an incredible incredible player. I want him back. He will improve the team when he is back. But he is like the least uh, notable injury I think to this club right now. I would rather have Campbell back. I would rather have Lillard back, and I would rather have Deleu and Mihailovic back. The reason is because who's backing up Polster? Rafael Ramos. We actually have a back. We have a, a starting capable. quality right back. Look at the game against Minnesota. 
nothing came down Ramos' side. It all came Their from Their winning the goal was scored on him, but like we said, it he was, was an amazing ball. It was an ball. amazing ball, and he wasn't, like, he could only do so much on that defense. He's not the one on the side. Where, Putting pressure Where the attack the started from and where He the, was on the opposite side. Exactly. He tracked his guy, and the ball was too good. Exactly. I kind of agree. Um, He's boy, less though, like, him. after... This week's game, I was thinking to myself, it would be great to have started Polster in center mid and start Ramos at right back because Polster is better than Johnny at center mid at this point, in my opinion. At least I think so. I know Polster played a whole season at right back, and he maybe would have to get back into the center mid game, but I don't know. I think that's a very it's good just point. another. It's just another. We can't keep losing guys. We don't have enough guys. They're going to be calling guys off the street soon. And be like, who wants to play for the fire? Yep. We talked like about we're this running in out of preview. We're just running out of guys to play. We yeah. Our depth is terrible. Injuries impact every team, but they shouldn't impact the team so much that you're pulling guys off the street. I mean, rookies are gonna get thrown into this this fire, pun intended. Nice. Uh, nice. Right away, like like we've already seen. We're only two games into the season, and and it's just a mess. Yep. Agreed. But. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably not a lot to talk about there. Uh, I guess one thing on the Pulsar thing is he seems to be getting hurt, like, every season. He is injury-prone. I I think FIFA 19 has him with that stat, the injury-prone injury trait. When it trait. comes out. It also has him, has him with the uh, badass trait. The badass trait. Yeah. But, uh, and also one must be prone. new. Yeah, no, I, 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 you just made ins- I have an inside line on the FIFA boys. <laughs> All right, yeah. Injury-prone Matt Pulsar. Come back soon, baby. All right. Let's get into some, uh, well, let's hit this one up real quick. Uh, we went to Cleo's to watch the game. Yeah. Did not make it to I'll Go Tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go to Go Tavern, and in hindsight, it probably would have been a better choice. But um, it's not Cleo's fault at all, but this whole TV digital deal, we had to. It's got consequences. We had to get, you know, the manager to go on his laptop to stream the game onto our TV. Right. It was blacked out on the actual MLS live channel, like the TV channel. I think they had like direct they, kick or something. Sure. Whatever they had, it was, it was blacked, blacked out, out on it. And so he had to like boot up his computer, stream it, and then figure a way to get that projected onto the TVs. And it took him, you know, I think it was like the 10th minute by the time he got it up. And yeah. no qualms. I, I, I would have taken to the first half to figure out how to do that, but still. Yeah, he did it quick. Yeah, he was great, and, and he, then the, he kept us up. The stream was lagging. The, yeah, the, and that's not his fault. Like, again. if you like, looked at that, like the game we were watching compared to the games other people watch, like other soccer right. games we were watching, it was, it was like quick, and it looks so. The different. The colors. It's were gonna off. be. It's, it's a glitchy. transition. Glitchy. It's a transition. Laggy. It was good to see that Cleo's would made the effort. A lot of bars would have been like, eh, I give up. And <laughs> well, so I mean, there's a soccer bar. They had yeah, to put it on. They still could have given up. And Cleo's clearly cares about showing the fire games, and I think that's important. Well, yeah, I mean, they have fire stuff hanging on the walls. They better show. But the there games. weren't like hordes of fire fans there, like demanding that it, we were the no, only ones asking Patrick's for Day. it to go on. It was St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. There was there's an NCAA tournament, FA Cup, and then an Man U. Like there were a lot of competing things there, and they still made it a priority to get us the fire game. Yeah. And I was very proud of that. But it sucked because it's just stopped. something to keep an eye on because the stream was not very right. good. Right. No we'll see when it. But this isn't ESPN Plus yet, so we'll see if that's better. I don't. It'll know. improve. But the. Uh, 
the point is this thing has it's not easy yeah. yeah they're pretending like this is some futuristic we're like ahead of the curve bar just has this like, great get, stream get yeah. out of here with this you're ahead of the curve all right talk to me in five years like well then do it in five years then if everyone's gonna do it in five years do it now like why are you doing it now uh, there's still kinks we're and we're you know we've witnessed them already yep money must have been good though <sighs> gotta calm down just calm down over there i'm gonna calm down all right uh next question uh, was Basti signed <laughs> last year to paper over the cracks of a crumbling, mm. dysfunctional, yeah, sad and lonely, I mean franchise out in Bridgeview, Illinois? Hook that question to my veins because that is a wonderful conspiracy type theory. But I don't think it's far off from the truth. It was just something I came up with in my head this week after the loss. I think it's a completely valid question. He, here's what I want to believe. I want to believe that Nelson Rodriguez genuinely wants to turn this team into a contender. I, I think he actually might. I mean, why wouldn't he? Like, It's not like he's right. sitting at his desk being like, how can I how make can this, this team right. worse or not right. better? Of course, he's not actively trying to ruin this team. But where I, where I get a little uh, conspiratorial is when he's saying things like, oh, we failed on all these signings in the offseason – and where I look at our offseason and we address none of the holes from last year, I've harped on this for the last couple episodes, I just don't think he can sit there and say that he's given the resources to actually make this team better. There has to be something happening behind the scenes. He kind of hinted at it with the whole, when we have had players that we've been in conversations with, our valuations are different, they're right? Off, they're far off is what he's saying. Far off. Well, where does the value... Like, if if Quintero Quintero Darwin Quintero who might sign with Minnesota United, what like what if he came and was like I want five million a year? What, why is NR the one saying well we we'll, we only think you're worth three million? NR if if Hotman gives you five million pay the guy five million he's clearly an improvement. Like I do not think that he should be playing this like oh I'm a bargain hunter now. Like what what are you bargain hunting to be yeah. a mediocre MLS team? This is not Moneyball. This ain't Moneyball. We don't have we can't, sabermetrics. We, we don't have he time. thinks he's got a little sabermetric computer brain. I think it's it's such a fight. Like whether it's him or the owner is going to be like we could debate about that all day because we don't like know. you said if he's being given the money and not completing deals and his evaluations are awful, it's like you're going to have to pony up one of these days and sign one of these guys. Right, and so that's why. Your question came up was bashing there just to, just to say hey we hey we did all this money here's a big name yeah fill up those seats Not we're gonna sell we bobbleheads and jerseys we're gonna make the playoffs one year and guess what now we don't care because we we uh, got off the schneid we got into the playoffs and uh, yeah thanks guys thanks for renewing your season tickets certainly feels that way doesn't it we've done nothing we've done not we have addressed no needs none. What if winter? Uh, what We've if gotten worse. Summer? We've gotten worse. Oh, without it, we lost a con. We, we got we worse. Lost a con. Easy. That yeah. That's tan. We've, that's we've, tangible evidence. We've gotten worse. Every every other team's gotten better. Um. Yeah. Well. You got me going there. I'm sorry. I I think everyone's going on that. Everyone's so, thinking that. Everyone's thinking that, and I just thought like, hey, they signed this big German international. We make the playoffs, and then they they've done nothing since. 
So I think that's a good transition to uh, an article I read that was very good this week from uh, Orange Schwartz, who did an awesome two-part interview with Nelson Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of hinted at some of those concerns, as, as diplomatic as a journalist could do, right? You know, and they can't just be like, why are you so bad? They have to ask intellectual questions. And at questions. the same time, NR like, put on his perfect politician. I know, because he, he answered honestly, and it was kind of interesting. But how honest is he being? We never we, know. We don't know. He, it's, it's weird because he says things that most GMs wouldn't say, right? Like, I accept responsibility for this. You usually don't hear that. The only thing he said that puts any of it on him is he said, yeah, this roster is incomplete. And that's my responsibility. It's my responsibility. Yeah. And it's like, well. I'm like, well, I mean, well that's, that's refreshing. But I don't know. Like, I, a lot of GMs say that in all sports. They're like, look, we're not where we want to be. Some things didn't go well. I mean, well, why didn't they go well? Right. That's not just your evaluations. But it was interesting. I, you, it's, you, it more sounds to me like they're trying to lowball everybody. Yeah, and that's what I think is refreshing. They're coming to in hear at all these players that. and being like, "Yeah, we're just we we're our evaluations not the same." So, how many GMs would admit that though? That valuation is like, is it is he trying to hint that like everyone is a greedy player who wants to come to the fire and thinks that they could take advantage, or, or is he saying like he's actually just maybe he's admitting that he undervalued some targets? If 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 the second part is true, or he's admitting that he undervalued them, that that that'd be an admission. That's admission that I like by him, and also an admission that warrants us to be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be GM for much exactly. longer. Exactly, because if you're saying that you were wrong, that's one thing. But at the same time, we don't know because we didn't sign the players. We'll so we never don't know. know how they turned out. We'll never know. And I still like what he does in the draft. I I do th- I I think he's got a good eye for talent. We've drafted well yeah. under him. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there was one quote that I wrote down from that Orange Schwartz uh, oh, yeah. piece. Um, and NR, in quotes, said, in quotes, and until we get more competition in certain spots and find another offensive weapon, I think we're going to have to find ways to keep mm. it together. End quote. Scary. Scary quote. Um, what that said to me was... That they're not close to sign anyone. Yeah. They're not close. That they won't sign anyone in this window. That's what that said to me. And that he's basically telling Pano that you're just going to have to find ways to keep this team competitive until the next window opens up and maybe we add a piece late in the season. Um, ah, that just sounds... That's scary. That is a scary. scary piece. Um, and I think that's time to jump into, is it time for us to panic after two games and no major off-season upgrades? It's early, yes, I know. It's early. But we have to ask these questions, or else why would we be here well, talking about Well, we're asking it because our, yeah, our inner selves, our subconscious is saying panic, 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 because we've lost two games that we shouldn't have, in my opinion. And we don't look good, and we know the team hasn't improved on paper. So, yeah, of course we have to ask the question, is it time to panic? If now acting as reasonable as you guys know me to be a uh, person, I am i don't necessarily think it's time to panic. We, When I'm going to panic is when it starts to become clear that we're not going to be in the playoff hunt even in the summer window. Like, when we're so far behind... You're... That's what we keep saying. Like, it, yes, it's early, but we're already getting to that point, but right? You're, you keep build, you keep digging this hole, right? And watching other teams pick up a point or two, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're, you know, 
you're ten points out of a playoff spot. Right. The other thing was we we and everyone in the East has gotten better. That's what makes That's me exactly panic. what I was about to say. We we talked about we don't know in preseason how we're going to compare to these teams with all these new signings, and now we're seeing that we don't. And compare. we're seeing that we we don't compare well to these. Teams. I mean, I'm just going to read these teams in the East. Uh, who are we better? All right, NYCFC. No, of course not. Columbus. No, of course not. Uh, this that was one of the teams we were like maybe we are going to. I be think better, it's clear already it's... that right as the rosters and everything is set right now, if we don't sign anyone, we're not better than Columbus. Agreed. We won't be. Agreed with Atlanta. That. No. Yep. Red Bulls. No. No. You miss Toronto, or I think you. Toronto, no. Yeah. Montreal, I think we're debatable on that. We probably disagree a little bit. Let's call it a 50 50. I would say no. You're saying. I'd say it's maybe. It's out there. Yeah. New England, we have a chance. I think that. DC, we have a chance. Yeah. Orlando, we have a chance. That doesn't put us in the playoffs, though. No. I miss Philly. And Philly's another one where I They look better than us. It's maybe on airing on the side of they're probably have an edge on us. Right now, I would say they do. Absolutely. They took, they took one of our most, our, our most, they took our most dangerous player. Yeah. Absolutely. They're straight off our team. And we have, to, ga- we have to battle them for a playoff spot. For a bunch of money that we haven't spent. You yet, know a comp's going to score on us. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe cheer, but also. So, I mean, that's why I'm panicking. I'm looking at all these other teams that have gotten better. Like Philly was below us, got better. Uh, Montreal missed the playoffs. I personally believe they've gotten better. I think they're better than the Fire right now. DC, I I don't buy anything into them. New England, I don't buy anything right. into them. But what I'm looking at already is that it might be really hard for us to grab a fifth or sixth playoff spot. I think you're right to panic. I'm trying not to, but I uh, it's in in your corner. Uh, there was a great MLS soccer article. Weirdly, I'm gonna go on a little tangent here. MLSsoccer.com. Uh, Parallel universes. They are clearly uh, in the business of making MLS sound Pumping as good as possible, MLS. right? Yeah. Th- having said that, they have very good editorial journalists. Like, uh, I, I they think provide good analysis. I'm, I'm going to leave some good people out here, but Weeby and, and Doyle are both fantastic. I'm sure everyone listening to the pod knows them, and if not, they're they're just fantastic writers with on MLSsoccer.com. And I, I don't know that it's different in other sports. I'm sure NFL has, NFL TV has yeah, they, great... They generate... I, I think that headlines. the MLS does a better job at allowing the their better journalists to actually have opinions that I mean, might they're not They're allowed to be well. critical. And that's where I think what I was getting at with how th- this article is good is the uh, the article's titled, you know, three teams that it might be time to panic for, and the Chicago Fire are one of them. And he listed reasons very similar to what you just said. Um, he talked about how we've had some untimely injuries, some off-season failings, and how we we might fall too far behind too early to uh, to where even if we do improve, it might be too late. Remember yeah. Interesting piece, and I think I, think I read it, it just kind of, told me about it. I think it underlines what we're saying here, and that maybe we're not panicking yet, but we're certainly feeling it. We just don't want to get like into midsummer chasing playoff spots to where every game matters so much that you can't make mistakes. Like you want to be on the right. other side of that bubble. Absolutely, you want to be the team that. Hey, if we drop a game That's or what two we were last year, right? And we did. <laughs> we, we were so far ahead of the curve. Yep. That it was okay, and that's where you want to be. Exactly. Or right on the bubble. You don't want to be chasing those teams and yeah. hoping that they drop points. I mean, we know what it's like to have games that don't mean anything at the end of the season, and We've I don't want so to, many. I don't want to be back there. It just feels like it just doesn't feel good. Doesn't right it now. feel like we're back there already? 
It feels like. I don't think that's on us for feeling that way because we had so many years Yeah, give me a reason to feel otherwise, please. Yeah. Anyone on the team, give me a reason to feel otherwise. Hopefully this homestand provides a couple reasons and a couple wins. Like, I, th- I really yeah. think the, we have three home games. We got to be... We gotta be looking at like six points on this homestand, like two wins and a loss, even a two wins and a draw gets seven points. Like, yeah. So let's let's. What do you think? What what's your uh, bar? What's your uh, over under on points for this three game homestand? Five would be like reasonable because that would mean a win and two draws. Draws are not exciting, right. but if you take five points from three games, like like that's okay. Right. But like I said, I think you gotta be looking at six seven points. Yeah, I'd say six would be. I'd be like. Good. Five, I'd be like, eh, I'm not panicking. And seven, I'd be like, that that was great. That was a good home stand. But if it's four or three, and it could be, <laughs> you're and at we, home we play Portland next. That like what well, they They're haven't had a good firing though. They haven't a good. They haven't had a good start, but of one course of the they games can. is against LA. Would you be surprised if like Portland all of a sudden made their statement game not. against the fire? Beat us like three one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not at all. We'll we'll preview uh, that game. Any? Uh, Let's see what else. Anything else on your uh, fire talking points? I I want to do one last shout out to Orange Schwartz because uh, fan- first of all for having you know the access to NR and asking good questions and you know he wasn't I don't think he was being you know too uh, bad in terms of his questioning I thought he had, did a good job. Oh, that was great. Yeah. I think everyone I loved think, it. I think he got good insight out of NR, which is probably difficult to do because of his political nature uh but i also want to shout out because literally the only time my grandpa ever mentions the chicago fire is because he <laughs> read in an orange horse piece in the daily herald papers baby yep does he, does he get the actual paper he gets the actual paper he's not a digital he reads it tribune guy what's orange Schwartz on tribune no he's on the daily herald i believe oh, the herald i i'm sorry if i'm misquoting Orange, but I, I believe you're on the daily i mean herald. i believe you and i know that my grandfather reads you and he always asks me how's that german guy doing <laughs> Because he has no idea. Yeah, I think he just wants to hear me say Schweinsteiger. <laughs> but uh, anyways, you're gonna have to play him this uh, podcast, your grandpa. Yeah, we'll get him in. We'll wheelchair him right up to the microphone. He could be a guest one day. Yep. All right. Um, well, Is it time for Twitter questions? We're already at like uh, about an hour here, but let's let's roll on these questions. I get, I, we got we one got more. So many questions. Did we, we get one? We actually did get one more. Do you want to start with that one or these? I think the one that we got is uh, it's from someone named Michael Moen. Big Michael Moen. Your brother. Twitter. Yeah. Let's tackle that one. All right. He asked... Uh, wait, what one? <laughs> start, with the, start with... Let's start with uh, the All first right, question. I'll it. pull up what he said. Twitter question we got. Why are you guys so set on having a number 10? That's from Alexander Q. King. On Twitter at offbeatak. Great question. I actually really enjoyed this question. It made me think critically about why I am clamoring for a ten. Do you want go go for it? All right. Well, I'm cl- I I thought critically about it, and I, I do think I am still clamoring for a ten. And I understand where your question is coming from. There there are examples of teams who don't necessarily need the number ten playmaker. Uh, kind of stereotype that we have been hinting at, right? So you look at teams like Liverpool, PSG, any Mourinho team in the last decade has never really had a strong number ten. Mourinho would play a ten versus a weak team, and mm-hmm. then not, you know, and then just not play a ten, right? 
And all, all of those teams have had success. Man, you maybe not so much these days, but Liverpool and PSG yeah, certainly are. more of a wing, wing team. Yeah, it's all through the wings, and those wingers will shift into the central right, and so kind of serve, serve as the 10. pseudo-10. But, yeah, so I'll, I'll give you that we don't necessarily need a uh, who's, like, the most... I think new. that... Before you get into it, I Go. think it doesn't have to be like in, like if you laid out a diagram of positions on a soccer field. I don't think we're at. I'm asking. I don't know about you. For someone in that specific spot, I'm asking for a number ten type of player. And to me, that's just someone, literally just creative mm-hmm. in the attacking third. I see what you're saying. It doesn't because yeah, there's yeah, tens yeah. that play on wings, and people would say that's a good number ten. I think that the old stereotype is that he plays through the middle, and he's like sort of an attacking mid. He plays under the striker. Right. The old in, in the modern game, I think it could be a winger. I think it could be a, a deeper midfielder. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that there's a lot of tens these days that aren't just in that like traditional like I'm gonna sit right behind the two forwards and ping through balls all day, right? Like yeah. there are guys like we'll give examples. I think Ignacio Piatti is one of those types of players. He definitely drifts out to the wing. Lots of wing play. Um, an example this week against the Chicago Fire, Miguel Ibarra, uh, who's typically a wing player, got put inside because of the injury to Kevin Molina. He played, yeah, he and he shifted wing, he shifted wing center, and he did a great job doing it. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having a player like that. But having said that, I, I do think that what's best suited for the fire is a more central number 10 type. I agree. Now, there, I, the in terms of central number 10s, I, I'm going to use the MLS as a reference point. I, I look at kind of two players. There's, there's Giovanco and there's Lodero, and I think they're kind of different, right? So Giovanco plays much higher right much underneath higher. the forward, and he, he drifts everywhere. Yeah, he plays right off the Altidore. Those two do little tiki-takas all day and carve right through the defenses. Lodero's more of a, I'm going to get the, the ball in the midfield, Deeper. and I'm going to charge up the field, I'm going to distribute, I'm going to find the passes, I'm going to spring it down the corner flag, and right. you know he's got great depth with his passing. Both of those I'm welcoming, but I think what fits us best is the Giovanco type, someone who plays right under Nikolic and could feed him and play off of Nikolic and still feed the balls to our wingers, who I think are still very talented between Zolinak and So that almost shift it to a 4-4-1-1 sort of deal, where your new number 10 would be... Yeah, yeah, it certainly wouldn't be the... Yeah, I mean, you could call it a four-two-three-one as long as the center guy's way up high. Higher. And then your two outside wingers are further a back. A little bit pulled back, yeah. That's probably That's either way. a four-three-three or four-two-three-one. They're Whatever very similar. Yeah, exactly. But you know you know what we're saying. So that that's what I'm looking for. I You know, and I, I don't think it's... I'm not saying that I'm right. I just that's that's just what I observe as being a hole in this team. I, I think we, and I, the other thing that I think it allows us to do is to shift Bastion back into a role that I think he's, he's more natural. comfortable. In. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? He's not a number ten. Could you imagine having even like fifty percent of Giovanco's talent at a number ten spot with Bastion and Dax behind him? Well, I think that's why Mihailovic was working right at exactly. For a while. He had great success. For, you know, a few games, it was really clicking. We we're like, damn, this kid might. Be the real deal. So um, I I want to see a number ten. Um, my answer would just be that I want one because <laughs> they're cool. One. They're good attacking players. Like yeah. I just want someone creative for this team. Yep. I don't think you can get too many of those guys. How do you think Katai did in that? Because he played that role a little bit. A little this bit. Week. He looks good. I'm. But you could tell he's not suited for it. Yeah. 
What is he suited for then? Because he doesn't have like the pace of a natural winger. I I think that might be his best position. I wouldn't. He mind. might even his best position might be playing as just like a straight up striker almost. You're onto something there. What what if the starting he's, roster? He's kind of big. He's tall. Once we get one of our attacking players back, I think what might be if we don't end up with this number ten we're asking for, what might be the best is Basti Dax at that holding position, Chani back to the bench, and Katai up at that number ten spot. That's probably it. It could work, and then Delu on the wing. Delu or Soli, and yeah, Delu and Soli. Yeah, and Mihailovic maybe or Bakero, whoever mm-hmm. the you know we've got what depth on the wing. With a little Collier. bit. I'm just worried about the pace that we like. We don't have pace. We have no pace. Okay. It's we almost like pace. we traded. Our we trade, pace. traded some guy. Ackham, I think it was. Ackham. Only if you're watching Univision, <laughs> then it's Ackham. David Ackham. Ackham. Yeah, we traded away our pace for one point something million dollars of Gam Tam hey, MLS we, funny money that we have not used. Have we spent that yet? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Maybe Hotman's got it in they a bathtub have, somewhere. They might have bought some like new vending machines for the clubhouse or something. They got the best vending machines that Tam can buy. Like yeah, just like Fritos and Doritos <laughs> on the rag. Yeah, just pop you get, it's you know those like Coke machines where you can like add cherry flavoring and stuff like they that. Got they got a vending machine where you can add like chili powder to your Fritos or like <laughs> yes. sour cream and ranch. It comes out that way. That's what a million stuff. dollars of Tam will buy you. Great question by Alexander Q King. Yes, thank you for At the question. Coffee, really AK. appreciate it. Next one. From a very thoughtful question from uh, Ricky Leahy at Shirley No Mates, uh, it was a gif of crickets chirping. I took yeah, I took that as no one likes the Bridgeview Fire Pod. No one, can. <laughs> no one has any questions for us. Jokes on you, bro. You tweeted at us. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, also, though, the chirping. Oh, cricket could, it be, the could it be very chirp, used chirp, like uh, in as, a different way. As the fire front office not making any signings. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him. I, Let's I give like him the benefit. It was that one. Ricky Lay, keep tweeting us those questions or gifts, whatever you want, man. We love the content. All right, uh, and the next question is uh, from Boat Shoes at Bcar CFC23. Uh, apparently, a, an allusion to his uh, Chelsea fanhood, which you can relate to. Uh, Mike. Yes, I can. Indeed. Um, his question is, who does your pod? Uh, so let's talk about ourselves, I guess. I think that's what he's asking. I think he just wants to know who we are. I'm John Moen. Uh, I'm Mike Tooley. We play soccer. Um, we do. We've been season ticket holders for seven years straight and have been going to the fire games since 98. Uh, you know, our parents used to take us. Uh, Mike Tooley famously once uh, was at a halftime show at North Central College, and uh, that little game where you have to kick a soccer ball through the holes. Sure did. Five out of five, baby. What, what'd you win? A DVD player. Oh my God, the future. Famous. That you know what you can do with that DVD player. I wish like someone had that on tape. Oh man, that was clutch. That was your probably your most. Ever. Everyone else got like one. That was your biggest moment as an athlete. That was the peak. Have you tried streaming ESPN Plus on your DVD player that you won? <laughs> I don't have it. My parents kept it. Damn. It's probably in Florida. They paid so for good. your ticket, I assume, that yeah. day. Um, so, yeah, that's who we are. Uh, we're just Fire fans. We go to most home games. Uh, not afraid to you know uh, talk to anyone. Uh, we take Cleo's bus and go bus most of the time. Usually in the back of the bus getting uh, inappropriately drunk. And, uh, not anymore, dude. We're adults. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Oh, oh yeah. Change the season, bro. Yeah, we don't we don't drink anymore on we the bus. We just drink before the bus. We drink before the bus, after the bus, and um, 
Yeah. Yeah, would never drink. Um, but I, I want to, I, uh, Boat Shoes, we, we want to address uh, the banter buddies here because I think it's important to do that. Yeah, because we know this guy's there's big dialogue. There's guy. dialogue about it, and I, I want to say... He's tweeted at us before and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I, I want to engage with the other supporter groups within the Chicago Fire community because I want there to be as many different and uh, differing views and opinions on the fire as possible because I think that's important Everyone discussion to have. Everyone can have an opinion. Yeah, so I think that the Banter Buddies are some of the most passionate fans that Chicago Fire has, if not the most. I think they are... It definitely seems that way. Almost passionate to a fault, and that fault I'm going to express briefly, and I do not, absolutely do not mean to offend, this is just where I differ in opinions, is that I I think we, I, I would prefer to be more inclusive in terms of who I consider to be a fan. And I've seen some sentiment recently from uh, Banter Buddies where... If you're not uh, going to games every week, or if you if you're trying to be a fan f- remotely and you only watch like three games a season, then you're not a real fan. This this whole real fan to me thing, I think, is a fabrication that we all create in order to maybe inject more meaning into something that actually exists in it. So I personally, I am all about. If some guy just wants to be a fan and watch one game a season, I'll call him a fan and count him as a fan. That's that's where I differ. Yeah, and you might disagree with me, Mike. I don't know. Uh, I know you tweeted some takes. I don't about know that I ever saw them tweet that, but I'm. Just, I, don't, I I feel like it's not. It's a lot of fire fans that are probably like, "Well, you're not a fan. So you're not coming to." Sometimes games. I feel that way too, right? And you're. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of. I feel like it's normal of a supporter, yeah. almost in Agreed. some way. Because the people that do go inject more energy, and they don't like it when someone can... And they're there. They're out there every weekend right. and supporting they're, the team. Yeah, they're absolutely doing more for the team than the fans you know, that are only lo- watching. They're past, they're local. They're... Right. I just don't it's, think there should so be much... degrees of fanhood. I think we should all be no. one happy family. And I think but every, I'm a everyone should have completely be entitled to have their own opinion and we should listen to all opinions yeah absolutely you don't have to agree with everybody you don't i don't but you need to respect i I will i say with the utmost sincerity that i respect the hell out of banter buddies cool me too uh one more question twitter question from uh, Big Michael Moan, my uh, brother. Uh, Your younger I bro. think he felt bad because of the cricket gif that uh, Ricky Leahy had sent us earlier. Yeah, but we are we established that was because there's no transfers, fire transfers. <laughs> right, right. That's right. It was it was the crickets about the transfers and not us. Um, Mike Moen is not a uh, MLS uh, savant, uh, so he wants us to uh, debate CR seven versus Messi. Okay. <laughs> Like who we think is better, who we like more. I think we should talk both. I all right. I think we can both agree. We could get this quick one out of the way. Who's better, legacy wise? I'm gonna say Messi. Do you agree? He's the best ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's. There used to be debate like five years ago, maybe even six years ago. I don't think you can debate that anymore. No, he's the best ever. Yeah. Um, but I like him less. I agree. Ronaldo's far more entertaining to watch. I think. In my, he just scores like bangers. Powerful. It's just a powerful, aggressive, aggressive. And he's. I love that he's like. You know, we grew up as Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, Michael Jordan, CR7 has that like just Aura. absurd Aura. competitive attitude. And Messi probably has that, but he doesn't show it. Right? Like MJ not, showed yeah, it. Not on camera, CR7 yeah. shows it. 
I just don't like Barcelona, so... Yeah, that's another... The La Masia is a crack of shit. Yeah. Like, you guys I mean, produce they, as good a talent produce, as like, any this other. one great generation, and now, yeah. what, where are they at? They spend yeah. just as much money as everybody else. I'll take the CF97 Academy over La Masia. <laughs> Would you? For sure. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. We got Georgie Mihailovic. Mihailovic, greater than Leo Messi. False. Only because he's the American version of Messi. No, that's DJ. Oh, shit. We already said that today. We there's a couple messies on the Chicago Fire roster. We we have two American messies. We have two We're gonna see which messies. one pans out. I can't wait. Can't wait. Alright, we got any more questions? No more questions. Guys, we need more questions next week. What the hell? Yeah. Step it up. <laughs> Give us some questions. You're all tweeting angry things at each other. You can stop and tweet one question about the fire. It's not that hard. Yeah, it doesn't you it can, can tweet it not gifts. fire related. Yeah. You can ask me about my life. I don't care. Yeah, don't ask me too deep a question. I don't want to get all depressing on this. Let's pod. get like really sentimental and stuff. Talk about politics. <laughs> the primaries were yesterday, dude. The primaries were yesterday. Got that fourth seat up here in Chicago, up for grabs. A couple billionaires running against billionaires, man. Yeah. This, this is the state of uh, right, that's politics. <laughs> we're gonna call. You it went that. there, man. Not, I not know. Uh, next week, no fire game this weekend. So I think we're we. I want to do an episode next week. Do you want to do an episode next week? Yeah, we do. A, it probably won't be an hour. There's not as much to talk about. We can preview. But who knows? Uh, the fire game. Yep. And it's Portland out in Bridgeview. Talk about the very few MLS games that happened this weekend. Yeah, maybe some European. Well, there's no European games. There's we no can, European. We can just look shit up and get some talking points and just ramble off some stuff. Yeah. Look forward to a podcast. It ain't going to be long, but it'll be, uh, you know. Sweet. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for checking in. Hope you all had a great St. Patrick's Day, and I hope you all have a fantastic week. Mm. Uh, anything else, John? I got nothing. Go fire. Don't stop living in the red, you know? Don't stop living in the red. All right, Carbon Tiger. Goodbye.